Most people settle because they don't know how to maximize the potential that God has given them. Welcome to the Thrive College Podcast, where we help young leaders navigate the challenges and opportunities of their future and faith. Each episode, we'll be giving the mic to young leaders to ask tough questions to some of the world's most influential voices. We're excited you're here with us today. Let's dive in. Welcome to the Thrive College Podcast. I'm Dina Davidson, and today in the studio, we have Dax Vanderweil. Wow, I said that so weird. You want to well, say your own last name? Because I butchered that. Vanderwall. Yeah, not like I'm stupid. Like, you have to <laughs> slow it down. I needed you to know that I was offended. Vanderwall. Vanderwall. Oh my joyful? gosh. On to Mary Jane. It's getting so <laughs> sassy in here. So yeah, I wasn't going to butcher that. Mary Jane, I don't even know how you would. Folks or... Anyways, back to the actual content. <laughs> this is part two of a three-part series where we look back at some of our best answers to the question, what is the one thing that you would like to say to a young Christian leader? And if you have not listened to part one, go back and listen to those. Dax is our men's student life director and Mary Jane is our women's student life director. And so we're just going to dive right in. We are going to go straight into what Jason Kane said in response to that question because it was so good. And if you've ever wondered, how do I really know what God's will is? Uh, his advice is gold. So grab a pen, unless you're driving or doing something dangerous, in which case just listen with your whole brain. I was going to say on your mark, get set, go. <laughs> on your mark, get set, go. Exactly. Go to go to go. Here's what Jason Kane said. What's the one thing you would want them to know? The one thing I would want you to know is to follow the spirit of God. Mm-hmm. Period. Um, there's, it doesn't get much more easy than that, but it doesn't get harder than that either. Mm. Right. As a young leader, I think you have a responsibility to be as close to the Lord as you can. Um, and you do that. God has given you his spirit. So learn to discern the voice of the spirit of God in your life. Mm -hmm. The reason that uh, my, my ministry life has been one where there've been a few times where I've made some huge leaps of faith and it was only because I knew it was the spirit of God telling me to do it and God confirming it. So learning how to hear the voice of God in your life, there's nothing more valuable than that. There's nothing more value than that. You'll have convictions that are strong Mm -hmm. and um, that's the advice that I can give. Now, the how, can I answer the how of that? Mm -hmm. So I actually have a formula for this um, of how to hear from the Holy Spirit. Not not a math formula. You're getting excited. Uh, I was. uh, It's an acronym and it's something that just I've learned over time. So uh, it's P-R-A-Y is the acronym. Mm -hmm. All right, so let me just say this real quick. The way that I discovered this Mm -hmm. was looking back over my life when I've had big decisions, like what are the things that were in common? Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. So let's just take the decision to even go into ministry and be a, a pastor. Yeah. So the acronym is P-R-A-Y. The first, the P is, I asked myself this question, is God's voice persistent in my life about this? Mm-hmm. So I felt called to preach at 14, mm-hmm. um, but told nobody. And <laughs> I'm like, I can't preach. How am I going to do that? What's a young minister? I don't know. No, no way. I don't want to stand in front of a crowd. I don't even pray yeah. in children's churches. No way I'm going to do that. <laughs> but for the next seven years, God's voice was persistent telling me this is something I should do. When I say not verbally, but like just louder than verbally, right? Just mm-hmm. this, this urge. So P, is, it, is God's voice been persistent uh, about this? R, is it required in scripture? This is an easy one. Does scripture require this of me? Okay. Then you do it. It yeah. ain't that hard, right? Yeah. If you ever want to discern the voice of God, if the voice of God is telling you to do something that goes against scripture, 
Yeah. That ain't the voice of God, God right? Yeah. So is it required in scripture? But always run it through that filter. There'll be times where you don't know, like, is this something that scripture requires of me? Um, the A is for this. Does it activate my faith? So I talked about that a little bit earlier. Yeah. Is what I'm being called to do or think that I'm supposed to do, does it activate my faith? Mm -hmm. So going back to becoming a pastor, would yeah. it take faith for me to be a pastor? Mm -hmm. Yes. Why? Because I don't like to stand in front of crowds and speak. I don't have any idea how to do this. Mm -hmm. So yes, this activates my faith. And then why does it yield peace? So after I've made the decision, do I have peace about the decision? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And this peace is not like I know everything's going to be perfect, but I know that God is with me. Mm -hmm. It's just this internal yeah. settledness mm -hmm. that I have. Yeah. And so learning to hear the voice of God in your life, I say is the number one thing I want for young Christians and yeah. just yeah. pray. And is God's voice persistent? Is this something that's required? Does it activate my faith? Yeah. And does it yield peace? That was so helpful. Honestly, I've heard him give that pray acronym in sermon prep before uh, the, the team at Bayside that just works on our sermons together. And I was like, yeah, that that's it. Like that's how you would actually take steps of finding out what God's will is for any big, crazy question that you're asking, whether it's where do I go to college or should I date this boy or you, there's probably other important, those are the ones that came to my mind. But Mary Jane, what'd you think? That was great. Um, I love a good acronym. <laughs> you stick with it and you can remember it. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to stick with that one. I like that. It's like what? Persistent, requires scripture, activates faith and yes, yeah. peace, all, yeah. all great things. Um, I think, it, within the structure of what we do here, uh, mm -hmm. it's really cool to have people in a community around you that care for you, love, love you, like your D group, um, your internship, and because all those things you can sense in the people around you. So like, yeah. like if, mm. if your intern director says something and then if your D group leader says something, yes, that one kid on D time morning says right. something, you know, like, yep. oh my gosh, I'm hearing it. And yeah. um, I think there's some like unity that happens and, and you can hear things clearly yeah. because of this kind of echo chamber of totally. around you. So I think that's definitely something you can experience at Thrive College. Yeah. And you miss out, honestly, you miss out hugely on being able to discern God's voice when you're not plugged into that community because that mm -hmm. persistent like there's so much self-deception, right? So I can I can ignore and wave away God's voice so many times and be like, oh, that's not what God's saying. Oh, that's not what God's saying. It's so much harder to deny it when these multiple streams of influence within your life all somehow are saying the same. Who went British again? This <laughs> is a very British podcast episode. When the multiple streams are saying the same thing, that's so much harder to ignore. So that's good. Thoughts, Dax? Yeah, I thought it was... It's, it's super practical. Like we always talk about like, what is the will of God? What is my purpose? That sort of thing. Um, but that was like so clear. Also, I like how the whole acronym is, is pray. Yeah. That's what it should start like with, point. end with. Yep. Every single step should be praying along the way. Yeah. Uh, so I really like that. And especially I feel like the, the why stuck out to me the most. Yeah. Just like yielding peace. Mm -hmm. And I feel like in my personal experience over time, it hasn't, it's not just like emotional. It's something like deeper, like in my soul. I know that even yeah. if I still have anxiety about this decision or step, yeah. I know that I'm being obedient to God. Mm -hmm. And I feel like obedience, obeying him, it's like, oh yeah, I have peace with this. Why? Because I know that it's what God is calling me to do. Yeah. And so I feel like that that peace, that peace, peace is huge. That so, peace, peace yes. is huge. I knew that I was going to say peace, peace at one, at one moment yeah. in this podcast. I put money on it, so... Jason came, just remembering, Jason came into our ethics class and we hosted a conversation with him and he talked about this acronym during it and he talked about 
a season in his life where he made a really big decision. And it's not my story to share, so I won't share the specifics, but he made a really big decision. And he even told other people about that decision. And he said, I didn't sleep after that for 36 hours. I was like, that's wild. He's like, I literally could not fall asleep after having made that decision. I couldn't fall asleep. And so I just knew like I had to go back and be like, this is not actually my decision. I have to communicate a change because as much as I want that to be my decision, clearly the Lord is not okay with it. And so I got to submit, I got to submit. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, like I, that he takes this so seriously. So I think it's awesome. Has there ever been a moment for you guys, like a crossroads moment for you where you feel like if you had known that acronym to, you know, that God's voice had been persistent, is it required in scripture? Does it activate my faith and does it yield peace? It would have made the decision easier for you. First thing that comes to mind is like your first, like, you know, love relationship, like yeah. I had probably applied this prayer acronym, yeah. but I've not gone into my first like real serious relationship. Totally. Because it was chaos and madness and yeah. not God honoring at all. Yeah. <laughs> that would probably be my first thought. Hence the little smile on your face when I asked you. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, something has sprung to my mind. Yeah. British again. How about you, Dex? Uh, yeah, I think an example for me. So I, I made content on TikTok for a while. And then mm-hmm. I got banned off TikTok. Yeah. Because I was... Doing well. I was doing well, exactly. Yeah, you were succeeding. They don't love truth over there, let me tell you. And, the tea uh, does not stand for They truth. can't handle the truth. And uh, I got banned off TikTok. But, and then a and few tell months, them how many followers you had. Because uh, that's impressive. 50-something thousand. That's crazy. Around there. It was, it was tough because I had a lot of momentum growing yeah. a ton. And, then and all this of a sudden, was part of your dream, in. right? Like yeah, part of like your I dream. Like making content. Like this was huge. Yeah, it was that, like YouTube, like things are going well, and then just got banned one day. <laughs> so TikTok crazy. didn't even explain, just said, your account's gone. You violated stuff. I'm like, okay. You didn't, okay. <laughs> and, and as a anyway, truth person, you're like, show me the facts. <laughs> like, show me the exact video. Give me the logical reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And so a few months went by, and then all of a sudden I get an email from them saying, here's your account back. And I just got the account back. And it was so weird because it was like, because actually losing the account, I felt so much peace, and I felt this like freedom. And I was like, I didn't realize how much angst, like, TikTok was giving me and it, wow. was, it was stressing me out. And I felt oh my free. goodness. But then the opportunity to return was presented mm-hmm. to me and I was like, oh my goodness. I guess I do this again. I got all the fault. Like I, I've earned it. God yeah. blessed me. Thank the Lord. I surrendered it. He gave it back. Exactly. <laughs> and then uh, two weeks later, I made some TikToks. I was back. It was exciting. And then I realized I didn't really pray about it. Oh, and especially the why. Yeah. I just did not have any peace about it. Interesting. This anxiety had returned, this confusion. And I'm just like, this this isn't the place that I'm supposed to make Christian content. Like I just, I just knew that. And then I just deleted it oh. from there. So Wild. God like freed me from Wild. it. And then, and then it came back and then he like showed me again and then I just deleted it. Oh but yeah, goodness. that was an example of like, I should have prayed about it. Should have thought about it more. And specifically yeah. the peace aspect of it is like, this isn't, I'm not supposed to return. This isn't supposed to happen. So. That's so crazy. Okay. So as you're listening, maybe you relate to Mary Jane's story and you're like, uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. I hear what you're saying. Maybe this relationship is not quite in all the ways uh, yielded, yielding peace. And maybe it's not following all the requirements of scripture, whatever it is. Maybe God's been persistent about a particular area of that relationship. You're not yielding. Uh, take some time with Jesus and a great friend that loves the Lord and dialogue openly. And like, you don't have to be afraid to put it on the table with God and say, hey, do you want me in this relationship? I'm committed to praying about this. If it's a yes, then oh, great if it's not. So yeah, take some time if you relate to Mary Jane's story. 
And then also uh, with Dax's story, if there's something in your life that seems like a great thing, like maybe it's even part of the dream, but for some reason it's causing you a level of anxiety, take that to the Lord and say, is this something you want me to be a part of? Or do I need to have a fuller conversation about whether this is adding the right things into my life? Solid advice, guys. Yes. And make good. sure to delete TikTok. Is, is that the, the <laughs> that's the, the final, final answer? Pastoral advice. But <laughs> <laughs> what is it, by the way, about because I am so old, I don't really engage a ton. On, although I'll say this: when I went on TikTok for the very first time, because I'm like, "What's the youngsters doing?" And so I went on TikTok. I don't even know what that was. We are so anyway, far gone that. from Dina's natural accent. Um, I went on TikTok for the very first time just to like, what is this thing? And I kid you not, my very first video on TikTok was like almost full nudity. Nudity? Yeah, that was even a very weird, weird way to say that word. It was almost full nudity. And I was like, whoa, like... And it was kind of just this gut check in my spirit of like, if that's the hook, like if you assumed knowing, well, they probably know a ton about me from the internet, but like knowing little about me, like that's what you hooked me with whoa, like what does this say about this overall enterprise, which is kind of crazy. But that's my Dina five second expiration of TikTok. You you tell me some of your thoughts about why you should maybe have caution with TikTok. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, social media in general, but yeah, specifically with TikTok, uh, there's definitely a lot of, uh, as you said, uh, especially like when you first get an account, the, the algorithm is so accurate, like in a scary way. Yeah. But yeah, if you see this, video of someone half naked yeah that's gonna keep popping up again and again and again yeah um and it's and you have to basically not look at that stuff for a while in order for the algorithm to adjust and and show you some other side of tiktok yeah so basically to get there it's and that's just like an assumption about probably what has hooked people in the past that that's part Mm. of their front page absolutely yeah yeah and and the last thing i would say just about short content in general because tiktok content it's mostly like 60 seconds Mm -hmm. the danger in that from a truth standpoint is it's a lot of little quick little ideas or tangents that that need to be larger or longer conversations yeah and so you're just hearing little snippets from people so i would talk with like atheists and people who have left christianity Mm -hmm. and they would leave these little ideas and get a ton of views Mm -hmm. but they weren't not totally honest, but there was way more to the conversation that people were missing because yeah. TikTok is so short. So that's why I like longer content podcasts. Mm-hmm. That's why you should listen to this podcast. It's more of a conversation right. and um, you can better understand these ideas. So That's good. It's like you're not going to get a great meal when you take one bite at a time. Like, right? It's just not going to be a great meal. Like, it might be a really fun meal. It might be a very enjoyable meal. Who doesn't like a buffet where you can take one bite of everything? But in terms of actually getting what your body needs to fuel you for the life you want to have, like, maybe not the best strategy. Mm -hmm. It's cool. All right. That leads us into our next podcast clip. So this guy that we're going to show, Chad Veach, he is fun. He is so, so fun. But another thing about him is he was so kind. So kind of the behind the scenes, we were filming this one at our Unleashed conference. And it was a little bit chaotic, to be honest. Like we were just not ready for him. Now, if you know Chad Veach, he's like, he's a big time church pastor in LA, very successful, mega popular. And so you always kind of wonder with those guys, like, okay, are they kind of going to be like celebrity status and you have to, you know, green M&Ms only for them. (laughs) So particular. I kid you not, guys. He walked in, he smiled at everyone. He shook their hand, looked them in the eyes took a seat and we were so nervous. We were like scrambling to try to get all the things together. 
And he just gracefully and humbly sat in his chair and he just, you know, he could see we were stressed and he's like, I'm not stressed guys. Like no worries. Like we'll, we'll get this recording started when it gets started. So anyways, the behind the scenes view of Chad Beach was really impressive and really Christ-like. So with that said, also what he actually said on the podcast is gold. So this is what Chad Beach said when it comes to what is the one thing that he would say to a young Christian leader. Wow. There's so many things that come to mind. I was talking about tonight. I would probably just say, you know, go low. It's kind of my big thing right now. I think I'm going to write a book about it, my next book. I think this is going to be the subject matter that I that I write about. To me, it's the danger of the spirit of pride and what mm-hmm. pride does to a person's life. Yeah. Pride is that, that, I was trying to say it tonight, it's that nasty disease that makes everyone else sick mm-hmm. besides the person that has it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you see someone that's prideful, you're like, oh, that's just, <laughs> it's just off-putting. So true. But, you know, we're never mad at the humble person. Mm-hmm. We're so drawn to humility. We're so, we're, we're enamored by it. We're like, wow, they're so humble. And no humble person's like, guys, am I not humble? <laughs> it's like, okay, buddy. <laughs> it's like, it's like, it just exudes yeah. that meekness, that, 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 ability to go low and it's not just humans that love humility god is so attracted to humility and the scripture for that is he opposes the proud like i always think about the heisman trophy have you ever seen the heisman trophy it's a running back the ball is cradled in this arm and they're shoving off the defender Mm. so i always get that picture that god's like i just hate your pride Mm. i'm opposed to you like could you imagine you made an enemy God's in opposition of your life. Yeah. I oppose the proud, so now God's against us. Yeah. And I give grace to the humble. I need the grace of God on my life. Mm-hmm. I actually have no shot without God's grace. Grace is undeserved blessing and unmerited favor. So without the undeserved blessing and unmerited favor, I don't have a shot. So I need his grace so bad that I'll humble myself under the mighty hand of God. That's just it, it. To me, it's such an equation. Yeah. So, um, pride can't say they're sorry. Pride can't say I love you. Pride can't honor Malachi. Pride mm-hmm. can't. Pride just can't operate. It's just locked up. Humility serves. Humility honors. Humility blesses. Humility just. So I would say to every young leader, go low. All right, welcome back because Dax is just mocking me openly now on what I say in response to these videos. He's like, wow, awesome, yay. So thanks for that, Dax. And with that, Dax, what are yeah. your thoughts about what Chad wow, said? Wow, so awesome. Oh my um, gosh, so no, sassy. First of all, I, I am going to tell people that I was on a podcast with Chad Beach because this <laughs> is almost has true. to qualify. Okay, um, count it. I think, yeah, about what he said, I loved it. Uh, go low. We all just, a lot of the young leaders around here at Bayside, we just read, what is it, Gentle and Lowly, mm-hmm. I think is the name of the book. Um, yeah, it's all about Jesus. I think it's the, the only verse in the Gospels that talks about Jesus's heart, like what's going on within him, yeah. essentially. Um, and it's and he describes his own heart as gentle and lowly. I'm gentle and lowly in heart. And uh, that just really sticks out, I think, in our culture, also in other religions as well. I think there's this thing where you're supposed to be like really strong and you're supposed to like posture and be super tough. And um, especially with, um, what do they call it, uh, like red pill culture, like guys just being super like independent and I don't need a woman and that sort of thing. 
I'm not familiar with red pill culture. Okay. Funny the, enough. the listeners are. Yeah. I was going Matrix. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't think so. I'll try to tie the Matrix in later. Um, no, but anyway, well, there's just like a lot of ideas out there that it's all about. I would just basically say it's all about pride. Yeah. It's all about doing it your own way. You mm-hmm. don't need people. Um, and also, it's it's about like, oh, if you're if you're humble in some way, then you're just weak, and weakness is bad. And I would just say, as a Christian, like gentleness is one of the fruits of the spirit. And I wouldn't necessarily say weakness, but being meek and gentle, mm-hmm. um, there is this constant like, uh, I shouldn't be offended if someone isn't impressed by me or something like that. Yeah. There's this constant like lowering. This is what the Christian life is all about. And then of course, Jesus being God coming into the world, Philippians two, lowering himself. Yeah. This is the example that we have is lowering ourselves of one of humility. So I just think so this good. part of the Christian message is so countercultural. And that's why I think it's hard to accept because it is not, like I want to be prideful. I want to defend myself. I want to prove that I'm tough. Yeah. Um, but I just don't think that really fits in this worldview. So good. Mary Jane? I had a couple thoughts, actually. The first thought I had was the type of student that Thrive College attracts, um, I would say they have to have humility. Mm-hmm. You you subscribe to this nine-month discipleship program where you go low. Right. You say teach me, mm-hmm. me. Let's things. and so I feel like that is at the heart of literally everything we do is like, how do we humble each other and serve each other and, and teach each other? Not just like us to them, but all of us to each other. Yeah. Um, that's my first thought. My second thought is I think the reason why humility gets a bad rep is because a lot of people take it to like the extreme in the other way. Like, okay, I just need to be a doormat or something like, mm-hmm. like, like I'm nothing, but God's like, no, you're everything. I died for you. You have right. Right. So it's like, I, I, when I think of humility, I usually think of objective thinking, like mm-hmm. are you thinking of this thing or yourself or this context objectively, right? like not too much, not too little, but kind of like medium. Yes. So I, I love that. Yeah. I think that's great advice for young people. Yeah. I agree with that, Mary Jane. I'm always very wary about the people who are like, I just want to disappear. I don't even want to, you know, God to, you know, I don't want people to even see me. I want people to see God. And it's like, whoa, like that itself is its own warped pride. Mm-hmm. And, you know, someone who can, if I ask the question, like, tell me what you're great at. And they're like, nothing. I'm just a low. It's like, no, <laughs> according to the scriptures, you're great at something. Be great at that thing and be honest about that greatness and be objective. But then you should also be so familiar with the list of things you're not great at. And if you can't produce either list, then you may have gotten weirdly in between this humility, pride, um, warp zone. So love that. And with that, we're going to end the podcast here because we've got part three. And so our last one is going to be kind of fun. We're going to share one really important clip and give some thoughts about it. And then we're just going to end the podcast with like boom, 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 a ton of our favorite answers. So make sure you totally tune in next week to part three of this podcast where we look back. But meanwhile... Take a second today and pray and actually seek God's will on any area of your life where you feel like you need his help to make a great decision. And secondly, if there's a battle with pride going on within you, just invite God into that battle and ask him to help you to take that um, go low philosophy, as Chad Beach was saying. Thank you for joining us today on the Thrive College Podcast. We hope that today's episode has empowered you to navigate the challenges and the opportunities of your future and your faith. If you really enjoyed our conversation today and appreciated what we had to offer, we would love for you to write a five-star written review and share it with your friends. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week.